Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in-store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome, everybody. The show is now heard from one till four. So if you do not catch it all live, you can always pick it up on the iHeartRadio app. Just download the podcast. It's also available mm. at KFIAM640.com. And for it you tends to, to check out. tends to make more sense the second time you hear it, too. Uh, this, Steve Gregory's laughing now. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's, that was funny. <laughs> you do, you, by the way, you have to listen to you twice to make sense. So. <laughs> Join the crowd. Uh, Steve is here to talk about uh, another uh, murder of a Riverside County Sheriff's deputy just a couple of weeks after I, uh, Isaiah Cordero was shot to death on duty. We now have another deputy who was killed Friday afternoon, Darnell Calhoun. Yeah, this is, I mean, I watched Chad Bianco talk about this in front of the hospital um, on Friday night, or in, in front of the station out there Friday night, and he was just, you could just tell he's got this sort of combined anger and just emotional frustration over the loss of a second deputy in two weeks. And they hadn't had a deputy-involved death or an in-line-of-duty death in 20 years. And now he's had two in two weeks. Mm. And, and he believes it's the climate of what we have going on with our justice system. A lot of these guys are out there loose. Between that and the fact that he said that there is a—I'm paraphrasing him when he said there's a wave of people out there now who have absolutely no care whatsoever for other people for human life and that they just choose to solve their issues with weapons and violence and he said that's what they're facing now uh the call came at around 4 20 friday afternoon deputy um darnell calhoun was dispatched to a domestic violence call in an unincorporated area of lake elsinore and when deputy calhoun arrived he got out of his vehicle and approached the house and bianco said that's when someone just opened fire on the deputy striking him from and where? From inside the house or from outside the, the house? From inside, from inside the house. The house. Yeah. Hmm. Someone just started opening fire. And then by the time Calhoun retreated, backup was on its way. 
and then the other deputies engaged in gunfight and then were able to injure the shooter, um, who's been described now as 42-year-old Jesse Navarro, and he still is in the hospital in critical condition. But then when that happened on Friday afternoon, I started getting real-time texts from sources out in that area, and they were giving me this kind of blow-by-blow blow description of what was happening, and it was just so heart-wrenching. They said they rushed Calhoun to the hospital, and that when he got there, he had flatlined. So he was already had no heartbeat when he got to the hospital. They uh, had to open up his chest. They were doing CPR on him. They were working on him. They put him into surgery. And that um, the, the one account I had, it, he had uh, been hit in his femoral artery and, and, and oh. in essence basically bled out. Um, and and quickly, right? And That's yeah. the one in your thigh, right? Yeah, and then he was not able to recover from that. So um, that happened uh, just very quickly. It all happened so fast. And a lot's been made now about this. There's drone video now. Someone had the foresight to launch a drone huh. uh, about a block or so away from the action. And you can see it now. It's 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 pretty, now that you have context to it, because if you see it, you wouldn't really know what was going on. There's no it sound. It captured the whole shooting or just like the later part? The later part, just well, right after. Yeah. Oh, had they heard what on a police scanner? Probably that there was action. Going well, you probably on heard and... sirens and gunfire, yeah, yeah. and then someone probably launched the drone. But wow. um, but at this point, uh, you know, Sheriff Bianco says, you know, what should have been a, a, a normal Friday night. He says, now I'm having to plan a second deputy funeral. And Calhoun had just transferred over since they transferred, but he left the San Diego Police Department. Just about a year ago, just coming up under a year ago, and transferred over to the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. So he had two sons been there very long. And, a, and another child on the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Young man. Uh, and there will be a vigil tonight at, uh, um, uh, excuse me, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the Sheriff's Department's Lake Elsinore Station. That's tomorrow evening on Limited Avenue. And then there will be another one on Wednesday evening at 5 30 in the city of Murrieta uh, at the amphitheater there in the Town Square Park because. Uh, Calhoun's parents own a barbecue restaurant in Marietta. So yeah, people are showing up there to pay yeah. respects. I saw that. Yeah, and um, there's also a fundraising effort under the way, underway, and they've raised more than $100,000 for the family already. Well, what do we know about well, the yeah, What about this Navarro guy? I'm seeing something about a child custody matter. Yeah, so it was a child custody argument that sort of sparked the whole thing. The thing is, is they've not released any information on him. So, and the, the thing that we're missing right now is a birth date, and a couple vitals from him, and mm -hmm. then we can cross-reference and check his background. But that's what we're waiting for. And he was shot. Yes, he was, yeah, pres that, presumably shot because this, he's in critical condition. This happened no. on Friday, so after three days, why aren't they giving out the information? Well, it's a weekend. I'll, and then, and frankly... Until it's a holiday, John. And, and not only that, frankly, you have the death of a deputy. The You know, that's not a priority. The, the, the information on the shooter's not a priority right now. The priority is getting this department... Uh, back to where it needs to be and, 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 and making sure the deputies are fine. And, you know, th there's a lot more to this than just knowing more about the shooter. There have been a, a, a number of cops over the years shot uh, covering the domestic disputes. Uh, is there a way to approach the front door differently? Because often the boyfriend or the husband is enraged. And at the sign of a cop, they start shooting. I mean, it, it, it happened uh, the number one last year, I remember. Uh, as many years as I've been covering cops, and the one thing that they all tell me, it's very similar. The thing that they are mentally preparing for is it all boils down to what the call was. So if they get a 911 call from someone who says, I'm being threatened, 
My boyfriend slash husband has a gun. Uh, my wife has a gun or a weapon. The officers are approaching the scene already knowing that there's a weapon involved. That's a lot of times why there's a lot of miscommunication on the scene. And that's why sometimes unarmed people get shot because a bystander called 911 and described it as a weapon. So now mm-hmm. officers, dispatch sends it to officers. They're arriving on scene thinking there's a weapon. So there's already all this stuff that officers and deputies have to go through in their mind to figure it out when they get on scene. But more to your point, most domestic violence issues, when they rise to the level of calling 911, there's some sort of violence involved or at least some pretty imminent threats happening. Mm-hmm. So deputies already know when they get there, there's probably going to be some sort of escalation. and But they get there with the intent of trying to de-escalate the mm-hmm. situation. I don't know whether he was aware there might have been a weapon. I, we haven't heard the 911 call yet. But I can tell you that every deputy and every officer is or, or is trained to you know approach with caution. But if you get out of the car and you're walking around the car and you're just starting to walk up to the sidewalk and you start getting shot, I don't know that you see that yeah. coming. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of the El Monte police officers who went to answer a domestic violence call at that hotel and they got ambushed too. That guy just came flying out of the hotel yeah. room and shot both of them. Uh, these guys do this. And I, you know, I don't know what we're going to find on this suspected shooter, but sometimes they do it in a desperate attempt to get away because they got some really bad criminal background and they don't want to be detained that, again. That's why I'm suspicious when a guy jumps out and ambushes a cop right at the start. You know what? What was on his record? Yeah, he's not Did ready he, to explain anything about what's going was on. It, was he's going to shoot like, his way out of there, right? Like a, a third strike situation. And odds are that's he does not have a concealed weapons permit. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's another good. And point. so that's why I get suspicious about no information coming out for three days. Well, uh, because I, I, because you know politically this is getting embarrassing for a lot of people. Well, let me tell have. you. But the sheriff, based on Isaiah Cordero, the deputy yeah. from two weeks ago, the sheriff has no problem telling it how it is. He has no issue. If there was something bad he wanted to talk about, that's why on the other day when he said we have a wave of people now that just don't have any care for human life, they choose right. violence as their option. That was sort of his way of already denouncing what had happened. But he even said on Friday night, we don't have all the details. We don't have a clearer picture. On the the issue with Cordero, that was real-time radio traffic. Everyone knew what was going on in real time, and mm-hmm. even the sheriff was involved in that car chase. Right. So he right. knew in real time what was happening. This was one of those that he didn't hear about it until after the fact. Right. So he didn't have the same kind of intel at the same time that he did on Cordero. Okay. All right, Steve. Good stuff. Thank you very Thank much you for that full Thanks report. Steve Gregory, KFI News. It's the shooting death of another Riverside County Sheriff's deputy. His name was Darnell Calhoun. And he was murdered Friday afternoon answering a domestic violence call. Looks like a child custody issue. And the suspected shooter, this Jesse Navarro, just came running out of the house or just shot him from inside the house and then tried to get away, but eventually was shot by police officers, as far as we know, in critical condition. We'll be watching this story so we can find out about the suspected shooter's criminal background and the reasons he may have been loose. As John said, they have a reason now to try to keep this low-key for as long as they can because it'd be damaging not to the sheriff's department but to possibly uh, prosecutors and others involved in the criminal justice system john and ken kfi am 640 live everywhere the iheart radio app the banks are closed we can't get any money so the keyword returns tomorrow oh if you're looking for the 220 word you'll have to wait 24 hours yeah, that's right we can't we can't pay your bills today maybe tomorrow because nobody works here today but us so therefore they can't process your win i don't know Does that sound good they're at the parades. They're doing community service, as John uh, said. Or? That's right. Yeah, most of the staff is doing community service. What, like fixing your tree that fell on your house? or 
Yeah. <laughs> We're still watching this tree. Still watching on, it. Because it's windy this afternoon. Uh, I know. I know. And that, now the winds are coming out of the west. And I, that's that's not the good direction. <laughs> Nobody's sleeping in that bedroom anymore? Uh, my wife isn't. No. No, just you. Uh, just me. Yeah. You'll be the first to hear I, the canary I, in the coal mine. I don't like my routine disrupted, so... If I have to take the tree, I'll take the tree. <laughs> Care if a plane falls on me, I'm sleeping there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, we uh, were just talking about the shooting death of another Riverside County Sheriff's deputy. Also making news today, and this happens in a farming community in Tulare County. The sheriff there says that six people, including a six-month-old baby and her teenage mother and an old woman, were killed in what looks like an execution. 3.30 in the morning. In and around three neighboring residences, it's the town of Goshen, near, if you know where Vizalia is. They're searching for two suspects. Apparently, there was a search warrant last week at this same home dealing with drugs. So they believe, because that, that search resulted in the arrest of one person, and they grabbed some guns, some marijuana, and meth. And the county sheriff up there, Mike Boudreaux, said, I think this is connected to the cartel. This was not your run of a run of the mill low end gang member that did this. They, they executed a six month old baby. They did. Yeah, that's. They cart- left her in the arms of her mother in a ditch outside the homes. That's cartel dead. behavior. Gunshot wounds right to the head. No, that, that's. So you make no mistake about it. No, the, the the cartel murders are really savage. Yeah. Really, just in, in unspeakably savage. They do things to the human body you just cannot fathom. Two women did survive by hiding in a trailer home. They told investigators that people on the property saw intruders approaching on surveillance cameras. That's also something you do if you're involved in this kind of business. You have all sorts of surveillance cameras set up so you can see anybody coming up on you. Uh, They could see two men sneaking onto the property, but by the time they came on the video feed, it was too late to do anything. The door of one home was kicked or pushed in. One man shot in the doorway. The teenage mother was trying to run away with the child. When she was killed. And we know there's a lot of this going up uh, on farm territory. Mm. A lot of uh, cartel marijuana grow operations. Massive. Massive amount of land the cartels now are. I don't know if they own it or they conquered it. And yeah. uh, because because the California pot legalization experiment failed so badly from a business standpoint... From like every standpoint, right? Yeah. The taxes are too high, so they didn't collect any. A lot of people decided to do it illegally and get involved in the whole uh, grow operations and just go around too, the too, legalized rules. Too many taxes, too many regulations. You can't, you cannot compete with the underground market, which the cartels own. And now there's a huge demand. The demand got even bigger once they legalized it. So the cartels swooped in. Now, yeah. and they, they, you know, they they can easily put uh, the legitimate uh, farmers and dealers out of business. The county only has about half a million people. It's an agricultural area. It has always played a role in moving drugs from Mexico to markets around the United States. In fact, I think we talked about this area. Remember those two guys that were smuggling? I think it was meth in their car. They came down from like Oregon and they got stopped in this county and they couldn't, they couldn't be held. The judge let them go, right? So they'll yeah. just go back out and do this again. Yeah, well. Um, it has a heavy mobile population of farm workers but it's been a smuggler's paradise since at least the 1970s now it's moved into more of meth and the cultivation of marijuana legal 
and illegal. If you don't stop anything right away, it'll only grow and get worse. Uh, and we are we are so bad at, at dealing with bad guys and threats. Everything uh, metastasizes. All right, now we have some good news for Deborah Mark. I need some good I need some good news. Ken. The show's vegan and animal protector. Guess what? Effective January one, drug companies do not have to do any more animal testing Woo-hoo! to get approval. However, before you get too excited, Don't. it's probably going to continue. Yeah, John's going to lower the boom right. <laughs> yeah. What, it, John? Well, it just means they don't have to. Have to. It used to be a requirement to get approval. but It is no longer a requirement, it, but apparently they still have, uh, it says here, research tools and computer algorithms that have been developed over the last 10 to 15 years still have gaps to uh, make it difficult to stop the animal testing overnight. And if they're, if they're alternate... Uh, way of testing doesn't satisfy the FDA, then the drug then will they, get approved. Then they have to go back to the animals. Right. I, I'm, I'm sure they can figure out an alternative way that will be okay by the FDA. Animal studies help provide a measure of security that a drug could be effective and probably isn't extremely dangerous. But in the story here, it says they're not foolproof. Roughly 90% of drugs that are shown safe and effective in animals turn out not to work as planned in people. Okay, so then what's the point? No, that could take many different turns, though. Well, because not work out as planned just means maybe they weren't effective at treating whatever the ailment was. Doesn't mean they kill people, but uh, there'd be a whole host of reasons why. Yeah, but then they're harming the animals or killing the animals for really no good reason. They're also breeding the animals just for that purpose. Yeah, I know. Does that make it better or worse? (laughs) uh, The the animals wouldn't exist anyway without the industry. So so why would would they want to exist if if they're just going to be tested on? Well, they don't know that they exist. I I mean, mice don't have a sense of consciousness. I know, but we do. Some of us do. (laughs) One place where we could see this change come is one of your favorites, John, Botox. (laughs) Do you know that every year millions of mice are treated with a lethal dose of botulinum okay. toxin to test the potency of each batch of the toxin. Right. Just so wealthy women don't have wrinkles. <laughs> That's right. All right. I'm, w- I'm with you on that. We shouldn't be... Uh, we shouldn't be sla- killing mice for Botox. For Botox. Mice for Botox, yeah. Uh, they think they can replace the mice with cells in a dish, but that won't happen for a year or two. It's all for the wealthy women's foreheads. But... Uh, John's right. They, they they breed the mice for the purpose, so it doesn't mean they're, they're so, going to be a lot more mice still in the world. It, I mean, mice are it. kind of at the bottom of my hierarchy, Ken, oh, but, yeah. but I still... I didn't I, I know you had one. I do. Oh, I wait, do. It, it came up the other day. I was talking with her off the air, and the hierarchy came up, and I didn't know you had one either. What animal were you talking about where you were cool with its, uh, oh, its demise? demise? Well, yeah. I, I th- wasn't it an insect? Was it an insect? Well, you were crushing ants at your house. Oh, that's they were yes. ants. Oh, that's yeah, you what had it some was. sort ants. of ant invasion. I did. Right. I did. Yeah. When yeah. I had COVID, not only did I have to deal with COVID, but I had an so, ant infestation. So, so yes, I did get so rid of the was, ants. There was this ant genocide at her house. Yes, and she no, showed no remorse. I did not. I no. said I do not like ants. And I was saying those yeah. ants have mothers and fathers. Yeah, and, and I said and, okay. And children. Oh yeah. well. There, there you go. Look, I'm hypocritical. I've admitted that in, in many facets of my life. I, I'm big enough to... Uh, well, you're not big enough. To admit it. I know. That's why I paused. I was trying to think of something more appropriate. But Do you out. know these research monkeys, they cost between $4,000 and $5,000 each to buy. And then you have to house them. Oh, the monkeys? Them. Yeah, the research monkeys, yeah. Well, that's why, you, that's why you use mice. 
Mice are about a nickel each. Right, but I think monkeys are better predictors. Oh, yeah. This is studies for HIV and COVID-19. Yeah. Well, they because that they get better out of that. Those are our cousins. Do you know that song, Shock the Monkeys? I forgot who, who sings that. Peter Gabriel. Okay, that's right. I can't listen to that song for this oh. reason. I turn it off every single time. Okay. I just had to throw it. It just popped into my brain when you're talking about monkeys and, and being experimented on. It doesn't mean literally they're I, shocking monkeys. I just monkeys. cannot. Yeah, I thought it was an expression I, of the I, song. I, right? I couldn't. I, I still, to this day, I mean, it's that, what was that, an 80s song? I still, to this yeah. day, I turn it off. You no, know, I thought it was like one of those euphemisms for self-pleasure. That spanked the monkeys. Oh, right. Because okay. that was a movie or something years ago. Spank the monkeys. Spank yes, the monkey, it's yeah. spank. Yeah, it's not shock. <laughs> All right. We've taken a, a real dive here. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere. The guy Heart Radio app. Did she leave? Did she Ken, are you talking? I, I, I wasn't listening. Uh, did yeah, I miss right. something? Yeah, you're offended by that song because you think it actually means that a monkey's getting shocked. I hate that. Song. I just looked it up, and he said it had something to do with letting uh, a, a, a jealousy releasing your... Hmm. innermost primitive feelings. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, well that's, that's what he said. He wrote the song, so... Okay, then then I will listen to it again if, if that's... If that's if you're being true. Yeah, he was actually experimenting on monkeys when he did the song. No, I didn't say he was experimenting. I thought he's, he was talking about... He's advocating about, it. I didn't even say he was advocating it. it I was just saying it reminded that, me of monkeys being experimented on, a, so I couldn't listen to it. It's not a lab worker shouting I didn't, as assistant. I didn't say it was. I said it reminded me. It made me feel like... Okay, all right. Mm. Your feelings are important. Exactly. Uh, all right, we're now on from one to four. So if you can't listen live, pick up the show on the iHeartRadio app. Available on the iHeartRadio app, the podcast, also at KFIAM640.com. We'll be talking to David Goldstein from CBS2 Channel 9, Investigative Reports. It's a pretty good one about the LA Unified School District and how they badly overspent. That's coming up after the news at 3 o'clock. Now, China on Saturday shocked the world by actually reporting people dying from COVID. And they started to <laughs> relax some of their crazy over-the-top zero COVID restrictions in early December. They're now telling us in just five weeks, 60,000 people died in that country from COVID. Now, the they pictures that came out of the country did lend some support to this. There were overcrowded hospital pictures, and then there was crematoriums were packed. People's remains were being burned anywhere they could burn them. So, it, I mean, but, you know, that's more anecdotal. But now they're, they're admitting, although people think even that number is probably low. Well, I mean, they lied for three years claiming they had virtually nobody die of COVID. Now it's so. 54,000 people who died from other ailments combined with COVID. We always have to keep that in mind because as John likes to say, eh, they probably would have croaked anyway in a few months. Yeah. You know what they're, they're, uh, they're looking at now as a more accurate indicator of COVID deaths is excess deaths above the average yes. over the last three years because they think there's a lot of uh, inaccuracy. Let's use a neutral word there. There were a lot of people who died with COVID, who didn't die of COVID, that sort of thing. And how there, are we ever going to separate those out? I'm hoping, hoping 10 years from now we'll get the real statistics on all of this. Yeah, yeah, people that, that died with COVID, not of COVID. But, but once a person's dead and they write that down on the death certificate, how are you going to ever know? Whether well, COVID killed them or whether or not they just died with COVID. In an individual case, you probably won't. But 
as COVID fades out, or at least COVID deaths fade out and the statistics revert to normal, you'll always have that bump in the middle on the chart yeah. for 2020, 2021, 2022. And you, you take the differential between normal death rate in a country and then that three-year bump, and you can assume those were the COVID deaths, you know, right. give or take a few percent. Well, well there, was, there was a story last week that Chinese travelers are very anxious to finally see other parts of the world, and it's making countries like South Korea nervous. Their number one destinations tend to be in Southeast Asia. Some people come to the U.S., but not like they go to Thailand and, and countries like South Korea, and apparently they're getting pretty worked up there that they're going to have a lot of people coming into their country with COVID. Oh. China's trying to say now that the infections have peaked, that they're seeing a decline. I mean, if you believe this number, the daily number of people going to the clinics for COVID symptoms was 3 million on December 23rd. They Ch now say it's fallen down to 477,000. The Chinese vaccines largely didn't work. And they didn't. That's what I've been hearing, and they, that's been a problem for them, right? They didn't buy the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Those two And work. not the Russian vaccine? Did that one work? Because you got that one. The Russian vaccine worked for me, but uh, <laughs> I don't think they sold it much much outside of... Yes, unlike Deborah Mark, we've never had official COVID. Uh, you don't want it. I don't want it. And I'm not trying to wear it as a badge of honor, but we had good Russian vaccines. Yes, you did. No, yeah, you, you know what? John you, did, I did. You thought I was crazy when I got the Russian vaccine. I did. Well, I still think you're crazy. Well, but. from a guy in the lobby in a trench coat? <laughs> Who told you to bend over? The trench coat it was something else. Oh, okay. He's exposing himself to you. <laughs> wow. Look, we were all desperate, right? We were all yes. scared. We did what uh, we had to do. The idiocy, though, has reached another frantic level. The latest variant is, good Lord, XBB.1.5. But they're calling it the Kraken subvariant. Right? Like, release the Kraken? That old... Well, that's a, uh, I was just reading about that this morning, and I forgot what it is. That's a mythical sea monster. It is a mythical sea monster, yes. It was in some of these movies years ago where one of the gods would say, release the Kraken, and this big monster Monster would come, would out. come out. Oh, that's where it came from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not much for mythology. It's so. also the name of a hockey team, isn't it? Up in uh, Seattle, yeah. It's a yes. new expansion team. And a rum brand. Oh, and a oh <laughs> you know what? That's really good. Kraken rum? Yeah. Oh, that is excellent rum. Why don't you all get drunk together one night on Kraken rum and yep. then get the Kraken COVID and then go to a Kraken hockey game? <laughs> you know what? It's, probably it's a great a, word. It's a good night. They, uh, yeah, exactly right. Um, but who gave it this variant name? I mean, well, was, remember when they were doing the Greek alphabet? Yes, yes, that's right. Delta, Delta Omicron. And, right. Uh, they ran out of letters. So I think now they, they went to... Uh, well, they skipped some, remember that? Because they, they could be they considered offensive. They skipped. Yeah, which was the offensive? Well, I have I to remember, but they skipped a few letters because they were worried about. It. <laughs> and now you remember it's like a two-year-old story. What but a you remember. silly, feeble society! Oh, we don't want to offend people by naming a virus out of a Greek letter. Uh, <laughs> um, so, the, the, what, uh, is this? A, are these Roman uh, monsters or Greek monsters? Um, I always got bored when I heard this kind of stuff oh, when I was, I was a kid. The Kraken's a giant squid. It is a squid? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a giant squid. But what? What? Uh, yeah, it's like pirate. Well, that'd still be a sea monster because you don't have squid grow that large, right? You don't normally, do you? And there's another one, Cerebus. They named Cerebus. another variant. Oh man! Which is is a, another monster? If I got so, the pronunciation right. Right. 
Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, the Greek alphabet here. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta. Yeah, I don't see the offensive one, but I thought there was something. Yeah, then they jumped all the way to Omicron. Pi. Remember, pi was considered <laughs> the pi variant. It's, it's hard to be afraid of pi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 until 4, 1 until 4, and then uh, after 4, you can go right to the podcast in case you missed anything. It's at the iHeartRadio app or the KFI website. John and Ken On Demand is the name of it. So there's no excuse. You'll love it. It sounds just like this, like we're talking right now. <sighs> By the end of the day, you There's should... no new content, is there? Uh, no, it's the same. It's the same content. If it sucked the first time, it'll suck the second time. Or as you said before, you may have to listen to it twice to make sense of it. It, it, may, it may play better the second time. Yeah, you're right. Listen to the show live, then listen to the podcast so you can right. make sense of it more. You, we you also know, talk very fast. Right. Well, so I, think, I think you can. Slow us down a bit. You can online, I think, slow down audio. I just want you to. David Goldstein is joining us after 3 o'clock. And he's got a good report for tomorrow's KCAL News Mornings at 7 a.m. Did you know that, John? Brand new. Uh, Their yeah. new morning show, KCAL News Mornings. They've actually changed the name of the channel. It's not known as KCAL 9 anymore. It's known as KCAL News. Is that right? They have so many news hours during the day. I just looked this up yesterday because I, was, I actually saw David Goldstein's promo. I was watching the Channel 9 newscast, and they said KCAL 9 is now KCAL News. And they have a logo in the corner. It says KCAL News. So does that news. mean it's all news all the time? It's a lot of news, and if it's not a news... A few judge shows. It's judge shows, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like news and judges is the format. <laughs> well, I tuned in last week to CBS 2 at 11 a.m., but it was the KCAL News crew doing the news at 11 a.m. on Channel 2. I was a little thrown off. Yeah, um, they've been merged. I know they're for, co-owned, yeah. Yeah, they've been merged for a while. I so know, but maybe, I never... Is that the brand name now for all the... Uh, yeah, it said KCAL News on the bottom of the screen. Hmm. Oh, yeah. well, well, David will know. He can sort this out. Well, he's going to tell us about some wasted money at LA Unified with all the learning loss and all the other problems. This is a good one coming up at 3.05. All right, you know when you're at the airport and you're waiting to board your flight, the lady with the microphone is getting ready to allow people to board, right? We'll start with our pre-boarding. Those traveling with small children. All right, you know that one? Yes. Active or retired members of the military. You know that one, right? Yes. Are you ready for the new one? Are you ready? I'm ready. Those with potentially life-threatening food allergies can now board the flight early. And you might be thinking right now, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Apparently, they're allowed to, but many yeah. airlines are not letting them. The Department of Transportation has mandated access to pre-boarding and other policies for passengers with allergies. Why? Are you going to ask why? Why? Well, so they can get to their seat early and start cleaning up. Well, isn't the airline supposed to clean up? That's not... By people with people with food allergies don't think that's good enough. They want to do their own cleaning. That's also well, yeah, but that's going to be a scam if you want to board early. Just claim you yes. have a food allergy. How are they? I've already done otherwise? it. You've already- <laughs> well, I'm going to do it. An estimated 26 million adults and nearly six million children have food allergies. Here's the list: shellfish. Well, you have a problem with what is it? Salmon. Yeah, lobster but I'm, I'm never in danger of. What if somebody drops salmon on the on the tray table? Before you, and it I'm, wasn't cleaned I off, and you put your to, hand in it, no, no, and you put your fingers up it, your nose like you do. It doesn't work that way with salmon. I go to dinner all the time with people who have salmon. 
<laughs> you can't inhale salmon fumes and oh come on play along well, shellfish milk is... peanuts and tree nuts are among the most common allergies and well, the people in this story are complaining matthew picker a 20 year old college student is allergic to peanuts and tree nuts during a september trip he took four american airlines flights one of his return flights he says the gate agent said he couldn't pre-board he says that's a violation of the carrier's policy on two other flights, they allowed him to board early after initially hesitating. Right. And while cleaning his seat, uh-oh, he found his tray table covered in crumbs from an unknown food. Could have killed him. Wait a Don't second. Don't you understand this? It wasn't peanut litter, He though. doesn't know. Oh. He's 20 and he's a guy? Oh, you're not going to do the guy thing again. No, that's a wiener. You know that. You're going to do the guy thing. Yeah, no, it, that's exactly right. A 20-year-old guy, he's worried about unknown food dust on his tray yes because all right here's a woman marissa williamson 21 year old college student you're all college students oh is that, that is who? that is a that is a wiener generation isn't it oh, she says she got removed from a flight because she disclosed her nut allergy all i ask is that they made a verbal announcement over the intercom for people around me to be aware and they pulled me off the flight yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to deal with this there's some people, I swear... Somebody would be tempted to throw a peanut at her. You know how you know, people are. There's some people who have, like, a peanut allergy phobias. They think they're allergic to things. It, it, I, I, I know this is true. Hmm, you do? But, yes, they just convince themselves... There are people I know that allergic. love to tell you they have allergies. Because right. it just sounds it, like a disability we should all go, oh... Exactly. They've got a sense of victimhood now, which is, I guess, the most important thing. That everyone covets. It's like, I want to be a victim. And when you're not an obvious candidate for victimhood, you have to make something up that's unprovable, right? We're just supposed to believe them. Because you're going to see now, everybody wants a pre-board. And one day they're going to announce pre-boarding for those with allergies, and you're going to see 200 people run for the entrance all at once. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, they say allergic reactions account to 2 to 4% of in-flight medical events. Yeah, but there's very few... In flight medical events, right? So what? Right. So two to four percent of them it's like, are yeah. allergic reactions. So that's even a smaller list. Two right. to four percent of nothing, right? Well, it's you just, know, and, and I, I'm waiting for this announcement now. Those of you with food allergies may now board to clean your tray table and your seat. Why don't you just drive? <laughs> because, and I know why the airlines don't want these people on the flight because that's also a personality type where they, they make a fuss about a lot of things. Yeah. If, you, if you think that random crumbs on your trade table is going to lead to a peanut allergy attack, you got a hundred other things going on. All right, when we come back, we'll be talking to David Goldstein, investigative reporter, and he's going to tell us about his upcoming story for tomorrow's KCAL News Mornings at 7 a.m. Uh, about a big waste of money at LA Unified School District. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark Live, the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls 
offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.